So sort of what, what we want this to be is, is like an open discussion forum where we could learn um, from each other and just learn what we receive, what we heard, um, questions that we may have that um, someone else may answer. So it's not about um, me and Mel surely are not the oracle of everything at all. Um, we're close, but we're not quite the oracle. <laughs> so um, the answers are to come from everybody because as we've been looking at, brothers and sisters help cultivate and keep one another's gardens. And so... Um, Maybe the first question would be this, maybe from the guys, because we're called to lead. Um, what did you receive? What did you hear? What was the thing that grabbed you for you personally? Intentionality. Intentionality. Unpack that. Be inviting for other people to come and come and take a look at, but he's actually saying no. Go plant the derangers, or you know, go and go and go and put this into action, and this will bear more fruit. This will will be more more of a worthwhile. So there's that intentionality with him is is such a beautiful downflow into his into his body, um, into you know our loved ones, um, brothers and sisters. So same question. Um, one of the big things that stood out for me was um, you submit because you trust. Um, in my family, we have very, very strong women. <laughs> and I have seen in its many forms the woman asserting herself over the man and um, how it does come from that, that not trusting the man and not trusting the Lord. And um, and so and in some ways the damage that's done to the marriage, and in some ways the damage that's done to the man. Um, and knowing in myself that that, because it's what I've seen and what I know, it's my default setting, and I need to <laughs> submit and trust God, <laughs> um, to remove that from me, so I can operate in Him, and I can, should I ever enter enter into a relationship, um, that I won't do that to my own husband. And I won't do that to the husband I have now, being Christ. Can you see that outplaying in what we talked about? Even like, even no, okay, Christ, not necessarily a husband, but in brothers. So that could still be an issue, which could be needs to be sort of resolved now, and help now.
Yeah, uh, after being married for nearly 50 years, um, we, we, we um, you know, we never, we've had to learn a lot of things by trying her. But, you know, listen to what's been said is almost overwhelming to actually do it. And I come to realize here, this is something you can't do. And as you... As you said, that we have to feed on Christ. We have to allow Christ to do it in our lives. You can see why surrender is the attribute, isn't it? That your surrender to allow him to do the deep work in your garden is the key. And that's the very thing the rich young ruler wouldn't do. He wanted the life without the life. He wanted principle without person. Give me your principles because I want to activate the life from the principle, but you never activate the real life from a principle. It's from a person. And so the person said, if you want life, you've got to give me you. And so that's the key to having an amazing Garden of Eden. All right. Well, questions? Maybe we'll start from female this time. Our helpers. Help us, ladies. <laughs> this is not a question, but um, I feel like it, it came in the last about two minutes of what you shared, Greg. And to me, I think it's enough to be like an atomic bomb going off in the church. <laughs> and that is this view that God has of his family first instead of this uh, the silos. So when we live in the upside-down way, but we think it's right-side-up, which is put family first, our little physical family, and we operate without his, his revealed understanding of him being the father of all fathers and what that actually means, that, that his family and his purpose for his family is, is what he carries in his heart. And so what he's birthing in us and what we flow out of, and the every, the every power of that in us flows out from that into our physical families. So it's that viewpoint that comes first, and then the physical is flowing out from that. That in itself is, is something that will turn us back upright instead of being this upside down silo kind of struggling like you know why would we struggle to come together why would we struggle to make time to pray together it's because that mentality still is is upside down to his thinking and i found that really really powerful the way you shared that Uh, Mel, I've got a question for you. Um, you said, um, as a woman, you're asking yourself the question, how are you using um, that, that ability that God has given 
and the provision um, to set up a spiritual home. And you spoke about expanding, um, establishing, expressing. How is that being played out in the spiritual but also in, in the physical? Um, okay, starting with a, a, a spiritual level, I guess. Um, um, part of my, my journey here and within this household um, has been uh, uh, times where it's, I'm hearing the direction and, and the future is being painted. And even though... I didn't know the full extent of it. I heard it. I tasted it because the Lord had birthed it in the leadership. And just by a sense of how I submit to the Lord in my own heart and in my own time with him, I I found it a, a freedom to submit to the leadership and what I was hearing about the direction we were about to go into. And what I found more and more as the years went on is that by the, the coming under that provision of Christ through the leadership, um, I found my place. So I found the, the place of where I was operating from really freeing. It wasn't a burden. So I found myself speaking to people about this reality. I found myself encouraging it, uh, whether it's from the front or whether it's just day to day, um, it started changing my life in in every way of what what's important. Um, it's taking what I'm hearing and sharing it, and expanding it, enlarging it, uh, um, making it greater. You know, in a sense of taking it somewhere. Um, an example I can use: I was um, sharing with Greg the other day about you know the the apostolic gift on on Greg's life. Um, it's amazing what the Spirit can do in a sense of oneness because we all drink from the same Spirit, that if we can recognize that we are in the presence of the gift and we receive it, it becomes such a, such a receiving that you are one with the gift. And so you actually become, you uh, receive the DNA of the gift that you actually start operating in the gift not that it would be, say, the office gift, the, the, the leader gift of an apostle, but you become apostolic. And so from receiving from the one who was sent, I can actually function in being sent. And I think, again, it's a beautiful picture of how Eve came from the rib and was sent out, and she comes back. And I was talking about being a homemaker and making home home. Keep your feet at home. Commit to the home. Commit to the spiritual home and the spiritual family that he's asking us to establish. So um, it's in my time with the Lord. Um, it's, it's trusting. Like I said, submission is a sign of trust. It's trusting what the Lord is providing through the gifts, through the speaking, through the people, through the talents, through the um, – and it's, it's treasuring it and investing and um, enlarging, and I think that's the dynamic of the kingdom. 
um, within my own physical family. Um, you know, it's important for me to serve and steward um, what comes from Kirk as, you know, as my husband, um, our children, you know, um, the, the, the income that comes in, how am I using it in a way that it's benefiting the family, it's benefiting those around me, that I'm blessing others, that I'm making greater use with it. And I think the, the key thing in more recent months has been being useful, worthwhile my time, worthwhile my resource, worthwhile where I'm investing myself, where I'm investing my, my family's time. Um, does that sort of answer the question? Tomorrow night, I'm going to unpack um, the the influence that the apostolic gift is to have. So what Mal said, we're not all apostles, but we're called to be apostolic and really rip that as to what that looks like. Because Paul said, imitate me as I imitate the Christ. So imitate the life I'm living. It's a life that's apostolic. What does that look like? Because Christ was the apostle. So if you want to hear more, come out tomorrow and we'll rip into that. Other questions? Great questions, huh? Um, I don't know if it's going to be very clear, but I guess there's going to be a bunch of husbands and wives in here whose husbands' wives aren't here or whose husbands' wives aren't saved. And I know that you're saying that we, maybe we should trust in the Lord first, but it's quite hard, I guess, for some people to trust in their husbands or in their wives when perhaps they haven't heard the same message, they haven't grasped the same truth. So what kind of journey, like any advice that you've got for people who might be listening to this recording or anything who might be in that situation? Um, yes, I have people in my life who, um, uh, who one, one is Christian, one isn't. Um, and I know people that don't have husbands, um, and I think how I see them operate is that they, they trust in the Lord. Their heart is, um, they, they, yeah, they, first and foremost, their trust is in Him because, you know, He is the giver of life and everything comes from Him. Every resource, provision, covering, everything is from Him. Um, also, um, you know, it's, and I, I use that example about the woman in South Africa who has who had no husband, old, older in her age, yet she knew her covering was Christ. And because she knew who her covering was, she was able to break a lineage of um, witch doctories as a Sangoma. And from her covering over the household, the rest of the family became Christian. Um, and it, which tells me that we don't need a physical covering in order to operate in submission or in, to operate in ministry of what it looks like to be covered. She knew who she was covered by, and he is the ultimate covering. So, um, which I think brings to life the scripture about, you know, women who are married to unbelievers. You don't even need to say a word. You just demonstrate. It's through your action because... That woman knows she is covered by Christ. She doesn't need a believing husband. Uh, first, yeah, firstly, to be able to operate fully in that, um, because 
it's God, it's Christ, right? We, we actually don't need any, any physical environment to function this way because we've been designed and created uh, with the intention of his heart. Um, so it can be expressed in any form. Does that make sense? And I think the, the person, I mean, because ultimately, once again, it's not about being married or not married, okay? So, um, but the person that, that, that prayer is a powerful thing. And yet it's probably the least thing anybody does, you know. It's like pray. So I think I shared with the the ladies upstairs to not try and change a husband or a wife. It's not our role to change. It's our responsibility to be changed. And so through being changed, you start coming in. As you, as you allow your own garden to be cultivated and to be kept, you start flowing in the characteristics of that kingdom which means you start seeing, you realize, I don't nag anyone, I pray for them. And so I just pray, and I pray, but as Mel saying, I'm able to model the life because Christ is that for me. Um, it's a little bit like just seeing it in the order in which it's laid out. Okay, So Jesus builds completely different contexts. Jesus builds his church, yes. He gives a fivefold to help in the building work. You want both. You don't want one and the other. You want both because Jesus has given both. But the second one's not, if you just have the second one, it's useless without the first one. But you don't just want the first one because Christ has given gifts to see the church built. So it's that, if you can hear what I'm saying, it's he is the ultimate person. And if you're in him and he's in you, that enables you to live the way he intends. That's why ultimately the ultimate responsibility is you and him. You let your garden be cultivated and kept by him and be one with him. You can have that life, live from the life, and then know how to appropriate your actions towards someone that's not saved, is saved but not living for it, because you'll have that wisdom. And that wisdom will be demonstrated and wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. Hence, it's essential that you're, you're the one changing. Okay? So just hold everyone lightly and pray like mad. Because <laughs> it's the same thing for your kids, isn't it? You know? And everybody. But once again, this is about brothers and sisters. So think of it through this lens. Not my husband, my wife, my brothers and my sisters. Do I spend that much time praying for my sisters here? Do I spend that much time praying for my brothers here? Because Paul was never married. Any more questions? So, so why did you talk about this today? You know, what was it about the subject today? Why? Why?
I mean, ultimately, because he told me to. So I just sense we're at a time with him where we need to address these things. Because I sense we're, we're, you know, we're in so many moments in your walk with him, you can go left or right. And left is life and right isn't. And like as a family, there are things that need to be addressed in this family that God wants to address for the purpose of his will. And this is one of the things I believe the Father wants to address. And Sandra sort of said it, to realize what it really means to be his family and not our version of family. Because if we don't see his version of family, we won't live for it. We will live for our version. And the word is explicitly clear on what God's looking for. And so, you know, he's saying those that do the will of my father are my family. So to not be doing the will of the father means you are covered, but you won't receive what he has the reward he has. And, and I know that the church needs to be apprehended from self into God. And so for that to happen, there must be messages and the word must be declared and preached for how will they know if no one will preach to them the truth. And I know how powerful that truth is, and Keith said it. Keith just acknowledged the enormity of what he just heard. That's the truth. You see, the truth that sets you free is powerful. It has to be to set you free. But at the same time, it's powerful, so it can repel you. You can't have the truth that sets you free and not the truth that sets you free. You know what I'm saying? You can't have the power without the power. You can't be free without it being powerful. So if you can't hear it, then it's going to repel you. It has to, it has to be that powerful. I'm, I'm butchering this. I think. Do you understand what I'm trying to say to you? If you want to be free, it has to have the power to repel you. If you take that away, you won't be free. The Word created creation, guys. He spoke, and there was light. So that's the Word that you and I need to receive to set us free, to bring us the right way up. But at the same time, we all have this thing called flesh. And whether we're going to want to cultivate and keep our garden because I want to live for me. So I can be repelled from the very truth that God gives me to set me free because it's powerful. It's living. It's active. It's going to judge your thoughts and your attitudes of heart for the purpose of building you into the very people God wants you and I to be. So that's why we're talking about it. I know family is still one of the major idols in our lives. And God wants to release us and live to see his house established from love, not, not you have to, you, you want to be part of the building process because you can see it. And that's why it's tricky because Mel talked about seeing it. The two greatest things that you need to see is love and the eternal perspective. To truly lay your life down, it's love first and the eternal perspective. 
what I was really given breath for. And when you see that and you hear it and that power comes into your spirit, it's this. What do I now do? It's an absolute innate response of, (laughs) I was created for that. Why am I holding on to this? Because you don't know that. And that's what the word will do. And so I know God's shaking some cages, but for the purpose of building the way he intends. And um, we naturally will insulate ourselves. Okay, God is affluent. In him, we are to be affluent, but we will insulate and protect ourselves to stay small and never realize it. So with the affluence, because sons of the son are to be affluent, yes, full, no lack, okay? So with your affluence, do you insulate or influence? A lot of people insulate because they're trying to protect their patch because I don't know the whole garden that awaits. And this is what God's trying to do here in us, and not obviously this whole family. So that's why. And I can pretty much tell you right now, the next one will be in a marriage covenant. Why is the male to love, and why is the female to submit? So in that marriage covenant, which is stuff that we've talked, you've touched on it, but then take it to that level. And guys, the onus is on us. So you've got to allow yourself to be confronted, knowing you've got a father that loves you and has the very best for you and is not against you. And so he's going, I want you to experience the life I died for you to have. So there's no fear in that. He's not trying to be baddie. He's trying to be the best, the best father. And I don't know. Last one, three minutes. Um, it's funny, Greg, how you said insulate and guys, onus is on us. Um, I heard the Lord speaking to me before. And I pushed it away because I insulated myself. Um, but, you know, I think we've heard two beautiful messages of love today and restoration of order. And um, what I heard from the Lord before was for some of our wives and our sisters in this room. Sorry. <laughs> I know he's speaking to me right now because my heart's shaking. Um, but to hear um, some of the men in the room sing, I love you, Lord. And it, let it be a release over our wives, our sisters, and just that as we sing, the restoration of order fall back into place. <laughs>